0: Hello and welcome back to podcasting as praxis. I'm David. My pronouns are he
1: and him. I'm James. My pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie. My pronouns are he and him.
2: I'm Rob. Mine are
1: he and him. And I am say, my pronouns are also he and him.
2: I don't know what oh. to say
0: at this point because we, we got everything up to this point correct. Um, there yeah.
2: wasn't any errors. <laughs> yeah, we don't so know what I'm to do with lost. ourselves anymore. Yeah, you sprung <laughs> this fucking intro on us as well. So I don't know how we managed that. Yeah.
3: It's just when <laughs> when we've got no time to react, like we just go to like you know podcasting default. So clearly, this is a way forward. Just like you know, we're cooking dinner and suddenly we just hear David's voice going, "Hello, uh, welcome to podcasting as practice. My name is David, and my pronouns are he and him." And we just go like Manchurian candidate style into pod recording.
4: <laughs> when we walk into becoming podcasters, all of a sudden, it's like the moon <laughs> peeping out from behind the cl- the curtains. Clouds, whatever, those things.
2: The sky moon peeping curtains. out from behind the curtains, okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> sky curtains. That's the
0: thing. <laughs> it wouldn't even surprise me if that's actually what the Dutch literally translated to, so I'm not going to fucking question it.
4: <laughs> Look, just because you don't have my sophisticated grasp of physics is not my problem.
2: I thought <laughs> the physics is the language that we're concerned about.
3: Rob, what, what is the Dutch? What is the Dutch for sky curtains? Stroopwafel. You mean actual, like literal
4: translation, or do you mean the word for cloud?
3: <laughs> no, like literal
4: translation. Uh, luchtgordijn. Yeah, should be. <laughs>
2: fake language.
4: language yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah not real that's that's gonna be one for like the three people who follow us in German and in Dutch and can understand what the fuck I'm talking about but you know it's funny for for those one and a half of you out there it's very funny I know you laugh yeah, for all of all of those of you
2: listening in Berghain hope you enjoy your evening <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, anyway, Rob, let's um let's do some news.
4: Yeah. Now, I wanted to uh, check in uh uh with some friends overseas. I wanted to check in uh with with oh. what I think can at this point that on can reasonably be <laughs> Technically <laughs> no. it's what he's doing now. Yeah, this is my own. I'm like I choose to spend it in this manner. Um... <laughs> uh now I wanted to talk about the f35 uh the the American version of the Ajax but but with wings yes. attached this time um and much like much like our uh our, our beloved Ajax uh this last week the um instead of the nao the, the Americans have the gao and they also wrote a big report about the f-35 and it contains some really good content and I, I, okay. I, I still love this thing from when we dis- uh, discussed the plane uh, when we talked about our carrier episode. And the reason I talk about it is not just because it's a, the, the report's very funny. It's also because um, the F-35 is like the mainstay of British like air defense, much like the Ajax is our land component. So there's just more bits of the Army and, and the Air Force that are doing well globally. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> So there's a yeah, like I said, there's a new report out from the General Accounting Office, the GAO, that says the F thirty five can only be mission capable fifty five percent of the time, and by mission capable I like those they mean odds. it. Fifty <laughs>
0: uh, five percent of the time actually...
1: It's mission capable one hundred percent of the time. Mission <laughs> capable is a much less interesting series of films with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, the mission capable force is sort of the reservists. It's the David Davis version of the mission of the IMF. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, by the 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 the, the um, you watch, you by watch a little
1: briefing and then as the tape like self destruct, you go. Well, this seems easy enough. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, So by mission capable they mean can actually take off and you know defend airspace when needed. So instead of eighty-five to ninety percent, that was (laughs)
5: landing uh, optional. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
4: (laughs) I mean they can land unless they get a little lost, like that that F thirty-five did earlier this week in North Carolina, uh, which got like lost for twenty-four hours and then ended up debris in a swamp. So you know ended ended up in the Thames or something. I thought it was yeah. ended <laughs> South Carolina, wasn't it? Whichever one of them. It's not a real country.
2: Uh, Rob, you're on thin ice here. I wouldn't if I were you.
4: <laughs> I will stipulate that Holland is a more real country than the USA. I'm sorry, but like, come on. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's it, 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 it's nothing to brag about, you know. It's it, it's not me biting the medal, but you know, it's it's still not it's still not much of a muchness. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so instead of being like eighty-five to ninety percent ready to fly at a moment's notice, uh, which was promised by Lockheed Martin to the Pentagon when they bought the damn things, it's more like fifty-five (laughs) percent of the time. uh, The reasons of which I'll talk about in a in a moment. But like, just (laughs) (laughs) the F thirty-five body pillow takes a whole new kind of dimension. um,
2: What is the other dimension? Uh, we all all know our F-35 body pillow well that takes on a whole different meaning here
4: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh, each new plate without the body pillow uh, uh, still costs about like 160 billion dollars each uh, they're still buying new ones, by the way. Well, they have to, but we'll get to it. Uh, the total package cost for like the total air like fleet replacement is one point uh, seven trillion U.S. dollar. One uh, point three trillion of which is like not for new planes; it's just to do the maintenance. Um, so the Americans have about four hundred and fifty of them, uh, which in in terms of the mission capable things that we that they can use about two hundred and fifty, and the other two hundred are down on the ground uh, waiting for replacement parts. Like wings. so that's like the uh the the mission capable fifty five percent is like for the fleet as a whole. Um the F thirty five A variant, of which the British I think also have a, quite a number now.
2: I much um, I much prefer my a, interpretation of that fifty five percent number, which is they just, you get into it and you just gotta pray that the numbers are in your favour when you try and take off. <laughs>
4: Every time you go into an F-35, God flips a coin. Um. Yeah,
2: every time, you, every time you get in an F-35, you have to beat a DC-10 to take off. <laughs> Listen, God does not <laughs> play have you dice playing, with Alistair? the F-35. <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> living vicariously through Jamie at the moment because he's constantly asking me questions about Baldur's Gate.
1: Yeah, because I've bugged <laughs> it about seven different ways at any given moment.
2: It's genuinely impressive. Uh, like, Jamie's going, So, you know, this problem, like, where everyone's missing? And I'm like, You, they're what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to stress, I'm just playing the game like a normal person. I'm not deliberately trying to break it or anything.
4: Uh-huh. Do they all fall down the same well at the same time? Uh-huh. They all fall down the same, same will. <laughs> hey um, so it, anyway though it gets even better because like uh, after about four years which is when like you really need to start doing like maintenance and repairs on these things um the mission mission capable rate for the f-35b which is the main variant uh, the british navy and the british air force has because it has the vertical takeoff and landing is essentially zero percent so after 4 years of ownership the chance of any of your F35s going up in the sky is essentially zero um, and that's mainly because um, there's no there, there's a massive queue for spare parts um, and then the, amazingly neither the US Air Force nor I think the British Air Force uh, is allowed to repair their own F35s because they don't have the um, they don't they don't have the license to do it themselves they have to wait for an Just installer they
2: need to they need to take Just a not- lesson out of the you know, all those farmers' handbook where they just start jury rigging yeah. their fucking tractors.
3: They just need, they, you know, we just don't have a wrench in the right size. That's a problem, isn't it? It's, yeah, not, mean,
2: the, it's they, not the wrench being the wrong size. It's like a socket with, like, seven corners to it for some reason that it just doesn't exist outside of...
3: The F-35 F, F- <laughs> F- is put together using GameCube, Gamecube screws. <laughs> yes, absolutely, 100%.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, each load of screws cost $200,000. Exactly. Something so you're, currently, you're if you want to
4: replace something on your F thirty five, like you need to, you need a spare part. Basically, uh, it, it basically you take you take whatever's for, not working right on your F thirty five and you send it back to Lockheed Martin for repairs. Uh, currently, it takes an average of hundred and forty one days to repair any single part. And of those that you do yeah. get back after you know, forty almost-
1: days of that is some guy at Lockheed Martin with a giant fucking sheet of fold-out, and like, IKEA instructions, trying to work out which fucking allen key he
4: needs? (laughs) I mean, you'd think so, because even more excellent, even if after almost five months you do get your part back, uh, 75% of those parts are then sent back again because they haven't been repaired properly. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) So the, the current backlog, and this is just in the, the the U.S., is over ten thousand individual bits of like individual fighters. So times one hundred and forty-one days that, and that's you know sort of the backlog that we're waiting for until they get all their uh, their planes in the air. And then spectacularly, it's it's not just because you know this is just a a, a ripoff scam. It's um, also because the wait for the for this is so long rather than getting any repairs the pentagon just buys like new parts off Lockheed Martin even though that's much <laughs> more defensive much more expensive defensive. uh this is yeah yeah no this is i read a piece of defense news about it that's why the hence the, hence the confusion um but uh it, it, they have a quote saying pentagon officials do not think this is a sustainable strategy of just ordering new ones instead of repairing <laughs> things <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Lockheed Martin are just like, you know, holding their hands up and shrugging their shoulders and just being like, "Sorry, this is just the way it's got to be." Exactly. Well, I mean, it's it's it gets even
4: better because it turns out that even though it is. Better and cheaper when the military does their own repairs, uh, be, but because the, their budget for the F-35 is being depleted so quickly on new parts instead of repairing bits they have, uh, it means that the budget, there's no budget to for the US to even, for the army to uh, make its own repair depots. So the budget's running out so quickly for new parts that they can't even set up like a repair center for them. It's that constructing the repair depots like the, the Air Force's own um, uh, like repair centers is currently 12 years behind schedule. And this is again from Defense News as the military focuses more on buying new jets rather than <laughs> more on buying new ones rather than repairing current existing ones, which is just fantastic. And not only do they not have the actual, like, uh, uh, repair centers, the, even the equipment that they do have that you need to, like, take parts off and, like, repair things on site, the support equipment itself frequently breaks, according to the GAO. And that's uh, and because the support equipment isn't owned or anything by the Air Force, but rather by Lockheed Martin, they need to get contractors in to fix the things that fix the plane, a process which takes additional months. <laughs> <laughs> which is just it's just fantastic i love this thing so much um so yeah by apparently uh, uh, according to the gao by um uh 2036 so many years in the future from now this contractor-led mm. sustainment of the f-35 will be six billion more than the military can afford in that year alone so if we keep going on track this thing's gonna like explode even more on cost
3: than christos what anyway yeah well america doesn't need hospitals Will it continue to explode more than it does now? In actual fact, like the actual plane, because Jesus Christ, it, you would think that as this program went on, they would like iron the bugs out and it would explode less. Why would? You well, think that? I mean, it's
4: good. Is it's good that you mentioned ironing out the bugs, uh, uh, James? Because like, what are the, the like the consistent problems that this GL report found? Is that like um, uh, the front uh, fell off? What. <laughs> yeah, but well also that, no, no. what they, what the, what the Americans did when they were like buying this plane and the first versions came online, they did it through a, pro, through like a process that's called concurrency. So instead of like fixing all the bugs first and then putting out the plane, they put out like a, f- a first lot and then fixed some bugs they found in that one. And then they had like a second generation that was slightly better, but still had some bugs and yeah, there was like a third generation games, and so on and so forth. I going to say they're, <laughs> they're
1: patching the planes. That's incredible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so um, Let me read again from the defense news. What they need, the what they need to do is get modders on the case.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Introduce grot to the F-35.
2: <laughs> but James, why would you need to know what feed it like to go on a po- Oh, oh no. Great,
3: <laughs> right, good news guys, I've fixed the F-35. Bad news guys, it's got tits now.
2: <laughs> and feet don't forget the feet
3: this is where
0: the body pillow comes in right okay okay, okay.
2: <laughs> the body Let me read pillow a bit ha- actually the- has assembly instructions on it <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, sorry, I've yeah, just if, if got there's the something wrong with your body of, uh, pillow. Uh,
4: you need to set it back to Lockheed Barton. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm really sorry. I've now I just got the image of the F thirty five working and flying about, but it looks like Macho Man Randy Savage, and I just can't, <laughs> I can't fucking get out of my head now. Got it to would be my another button.
0: improvement, and it may actually help it fly better as well.
2: <laughs> got to send my body pillow back to Lockheed Mine, so I'll just buy a new one to, to make do. <laughs> The the end result of this sort of open beta test of the F-35
4: is as follows. Let me quote you from the Defense News piece. In case of the F-35 program, the jet has continued to undergo testing and refinement for more than a decade after the first lot was built and delivered to uh, global military services. The plane is now in its 15th production iteration and the GAO has said that as recent as lot 12 different repairs and modifications were needed after testing showed major changes were necessary there are now at least 14 different versions of the F-35 undergoing work at different repair depots so you don't just have like the ABC variant of the F-35 within those you have 15 different production cycles for one like you have version 1 to 15 basically all of which are slightly different all of which therefore need Slightly different forms of uh, of repairs, uh, all of which need to be overseen by contracted guys from Lockheed Martin. It's fantastic. I love this thing so much. Yeah, most um,
2: efficient distribution of resources. Yeah, etc.
4: Well, I mean, in terms of efficiency, you're not wrong, Alistair, because, like, originally the Pentagon thought that, like, the private sector would be so much cheaper and better at, like, doing maintenance or repairs. They have literally they never asked think that,
1: though? Or is that just the lie they told to justify giving their mates, like, billions of dollars?
4: I mean, probably both, because this was, like, the Bush era, I think. So, yeah, 15 years ago, that's about the Bush era. So they were in, like, a massive, like, private sector can do everything better kind of vibe anyway. Um...
3: But how yeah, how but does because they did not paid for it.
4: Uh it's Halliburton's Lockheed Martin. I think Halliburton might do parts or something, but Lockheed Martin's the main, main thing. It no, it's it's just um, all this
3: all this stuff gener- generically came from like Dick Cheney giving money to his mates, so you know, checks out.
4: Um, yeah, but like, it, 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 it. this is really great because, like, they thought that it would be so much cheaper to just like hive everything off to the private sector. They have never actually asked Lockheed Martin to hand over all the technical data sheets that would allow the military to do more of its own, like, repair work. So even if the air crews want to fix things themselves, they can't because, like, Lockheed Martin refuses to give them the data, which is incredible.
2: <laughs> Does that mean the F 35 has not been leaked at War Thunder yet? F-35, <laughs> war, thunder, leak. <laughs> uh, not if it
0: yet, wasn't for the lack of armed cops at the moment, they'd be busting through your
4: door. <laughs> oh, we'll get to we'll we'll get to the arms arm uh, in 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 a little bit. Basically, um, yeah. Said said the uh, GAO report uh, at one location, F thirty five maintainers have access to so little technical information on the aircraft that they do not fully understand the aircraft or how to troubleshoot common oh. problems.
2: <laughs> it's not that myth about bees, like aerodynamically it shouldn't fly, but they just don't know how it manages to when it does. Well, that's
4: because bees are the orcs of the uh, uh, of the natural world. They just do it out of a, out of a sh- out of a shared shared will, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, again, this is from the from the uh defense news piece. This is proving a particular problem as the military tries to add a software maintenance repair component to their repair depots. So they're also trying to patch the road software. Lucky bought it at its subcontractors, wrote the fighters more than 8 million lines of code, and they and they alone handle the manage and management of and repairs for this code. So <laughs> you can't <Is> it even <laughs> <in Corbol>? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, uh, yeah, so the government's F thirty five F thirty five program has wanted to take over like this this coding stuff for themselves because the military's long done work on similar aircraft by themselves. Um, but the program, the F 35s program's inability to acquire the source code uh, necessary to, to stay the F thirty uh, five software has prevented it from taking over that work. So much just like just get Mission the
2: They'll have it in, within a week.
4: Yeah, you need to get Tom just Cruise on that ship please yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, a, I love this thing because it's just it's just a brilliant piece of work, and it's you know all salute to Lockheed Martin for just like perpetually leeching money out of the United States government. I mean, you know, to the detriment of schools and health services, I guess. But you know, people don't need that shit. Um. <clears throat> anyway, returning to to the British Isles, but staying in a in a military uh, uh, sort of theme. Uh, so, I think last week the uh, popular 1940s uh, sort of revival festival was held alongside the North Norfolk Railway Steam uh, Back to the 40s oh, event. No. Which is
1: apparently. <laughs> uh-huh. <this> is the-
5: <laughs> how did so they go back we, to the 40s? Are- did
1: they elect two Corbins?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Very good. <laughs>
4: Apparently, this is like in, in normal years, this is like a semi-normal uh, event for people to dress up like they're you know, in though? the 1940s and dance to <laughs> 1940s music and stuff. Well, apparently 25,000 people show up to I, this thing. I didn't know I that, don't
1: but. think you can hold an event about going back to the 1940s in England and have it be anywhere near what? normal. <laughs> why, why are these guys so so het up about the horse Wessel?
2: what the hell's that <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: it's just part of the traditional
4: music of the era Alistair don't worry about it um, yeah, harmless
0: so this is autumn it, but, tradition
3: they have to yeah, hold exactly. it in autumn because if they held it in summer the glare of a white skin would blind every attendee <laughs> frankly <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, yeah so this year uh, uh, proceedings were enlivened somewhat by I think it's 10 uh, It's it was 15 guys who showed up in what can only be described as SS uniforms um, mm-hmm. just
2: a, yeah. and everyone in the Canadian parliament stood up and clapped
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Polish after these lads as well
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is from, uh, a piece in the Eastern Daily Press by, uh, Bruno Brown. Among them was, was the group of at least 10 men in Nazi-era German uniforms, including some with SS markings on their collars, as well as badges featuring the death head symbol and swastikas. Um, <laughs> it, how, uh, you know, this of course caused gross offense and the guys had to be, like, escorted by the police out of town because, you know... People were were not very pleased with the Nazi, literal Nazis showing up at their thing. Um, were they? Um,
1: but, were they very reasonable Hitler about it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, actually, I have a response from from the the group themselves um, here. One of the fifteen mem- f- one of the fifteen members of the party who would not reveal his name. One wonders why not.
0: <laughs>
1: Which um, party? What was the name of the party? <laughs> 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 so when you when you fucking like the worst people you know get a, let a D&D game get out of hand. I've been
4: very close, JP. Uh, One of the 15 members uh, told the BBC the men were from a history group.
5: (laughs) Uh Uh, Nothing from the uh, Allied
4: side, though. (laughs) Said the man, there was no offence intended and we left when asked to do so.
2: (laughs) So yeah, reasonable Hitler. <laughs> but yeah, and, and, and indeed, I, I don't like uh, what they stand for, but they were very polite.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love the I love the I love this like alternate reality where last year they turned up in like Allied costumes and everyone was like, Oh yeah, welcome in, it's all great and this year they turn up in like Nazi costumes and just flummoxed. They can't understand why it's any different. Like, you know.
4: But yeah, Alistair, in, in strong echoes of the Canadian Parliament, uh, this is the same guy again. He said they had been dressed as fighters against communist Russia and denied that they were being deliberately provocative.
1: Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell,
4: man. He also stated some people were appreciative of their presence. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yes, we ordered in with him yeah. at the police. <laughs> It, it gets even better, though, because, of course, uh, uh, they also asked, like, the organisers of the festival itself as to, you know, why, why, why did these people show up in, in uh, you know, Nazi uniforms? Uh, but this was fortunately clarified by, by one of the spokesmen for the main festival itself. Um, a spokesman for the main festival organizers says, uh, German uniforms are permitted so long as they do not promote the Nazis. He claimed the incident had been...
1: He <laughs> <laughs> should come dressed as a fucking milkman or something.
4: Uh, yeah this is again this is one of of the main festival organizers Uh, he also claimed the incident had been a misunderstanding and that the group had been there to commemorate the German
2: people (laughs) (laughs) yeah just a very particular set of the German people from a very specific period of history
1: it's just like that bit in the community where the where the dean's talking about how they had a small race kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, yeah it, like, weirdly the, enough, the, all these the, guys
2: said that all these guys with their swastika tattoos are all saying that they were going to turn it into a maze eventually. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, this is from the uh, the Eastern Daily Press bit about it. Uh, they they interviewed one of the locals who actually like saw these guys cavorting around. Uh, according to one local who'd Cavor- lost family <laughs> in... <laughs> he kept trying um- to show me
0: how to do the cool S, but using only three lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not right, it's, it's a lost- rune.
4: <laughs> Dad. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um- Yeah, according to one local who had lost family in the Holocaust, it was a lovely family atmosphere and all very friendly when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there were 1050 men dressed in authentic SS uniform, literally marching in uniform. So, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Oh. these men were not milling about and bl- <laughs> these men were not milling about and blending in among the people they were marching and making a demonstration it was frightening so of course you know the response of the fucking literal fash not the you know <laughs> the literal fash reappearing on the streets of Britain is just like oh well they're just a German reenactment society I'm sure
2: this is I fine like, This is- I like the implication of what uh, one of the, these people said earlier where if they turn up with a sign that says we are the bad guys this would have been fine
4: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i would still block david mitchell from any festival he would want to attend but um <laughs> anyway oh, so staying on the theme nice. of of uh of the fash today it's a it's a very thematic scene of nuggets um and it but in an actually very rare occurrence uh one of the met firearms officers is actually being charged with murder um for, for, for oh, a yes, change of so. just getting away with it
2: A bunch of cops have decided that the prospect of maybe facing a consequence for their actions has caused them to say, well, I guess I'm not going to do it then. And to which we've all said, good. Well, frankly, (laughs) if they've
1: got nothing to hide, they've got nothing to fear.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this is... um, uh, a, an unnamed uh, Met firearms officer is uh, being charged with murder by the Crown Prosecution Service uh, after they shot uh, Chris Carba with a single uh, shot uh, in his car after the car was boxed in by the police. Basically, he was being followed by an unmarked cop full of armed, uh, unmarked car full of armed cops. Uh, because the automatic license plate reader really had like, l- linked the car Chris Carver was driving to a firearms incident the day before. Uh, so they boxed the car in, exited the car, approached the car on foot, and then, according to the IOPC, uh, fired a single round at Chris Carver through the windshield, immediately uh, killing him. So, you know, just normal stuff. Uh, subsequently, like the investigation turned out that there were no guns in the car, so pres- we can assume you know uh i'm I'm trying to thread the line of not uh you know doing things in terms of court proceedings but if there was no gun found in the car then maybe chris Carbart wasn't armed in the first place and they had no reason to to shoot him anyway
1: was this the um so yeah the incident where they found a gun like found in air quotes they found a gun in a like over a wall in someone's garden nearby or something that's
4: possible that might have been another one i can't remember Ah, whether or not this was the uh, particular case
1: because it's where they 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 shot him before we got out of the car and then like the claim was that he'd thrown the gun over like yeah that was
3: so jamie depressingly that was another one from a few years ago yeah no it's okay easy mistake to make there's so many of them Hmm.
4: yeah um so like obviously i mean you know, obviously, this is all a little bit part of um, uh, the the Met trying to you know clean itself up after literally everybody hates them now. In in you know after Sarah Everard what do you mean and now? Christ, no. <laughs> well, I mean, they're doing this thing. You know, they have a new Met commissioner and they're trying to pretend that it's a brand new Met and they're getting rid of the racists and all that stuff. And let's be honest, this I can't, can't trust anyone whose
2: surname is Philp. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, is it Philp um, or what's going on here? Come on, man. <laughs>
4: Um, yeah, so, uh, naturally, as you said, Alistair, in response to this, uh, over a hundred Met firearms officers are now refusing to go out on armed patrols because they're worried that, like, shooting Good. the wrong people might actually have consequences. You know, that's, that would be unacceptable, of course, because they want to be able to carry guns and, you know, yeah. pre- pretend they're Jack Bauer all the time.
1: They'll just have to, they'll just have to downscale their fucking, like, operations and only shoot dogs or something.
4: yeah just just put them put put them into the into the octagon against like a squad of bully XLs and just let's see what happens
0: Uh, I should say say, though throw them in at
2: that cross-section of the uh, that EU march and the bully march (laughs)
4: let god sort them out let them fight That's, that's an actual royal Rumble I would pay to see for a change. Maybe if, if we host the whole thing in Saudi Arabia, we could really like get some, get some margins going um, yeah so <laughs> like, but even then, like apparently so like these hun- 100 we of host these the whole fash- thing in Unless Saudi Arabia,
1: we-, we could really get executed for same with pronouns at the start of every episode.
4: but yeah like you know like i said a hundred of these dickheads have like decided they don't want to carry a gun anymore but like even among met firearms officers that's like a tiny minority apparently there's like two thousand five hundred met officers that are licensed to carry guns in london which is really fucked up just to think about anyway so even but of course this tiny clique of just whiny little children with guns has to be placated so of course you know the new met commissioner again this is the one who was promising on the cleanup said i understand why many of them are repl- reflecting on the potential price of, of their weighty responsibility bravery <laughs> oh, comes in many sorry. forms
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like, i, pro- is... I promised to clean up the met by buying an, a much bigger rug like, this
3: is <laughs> this is ridiculous like The, you know, so there's there's like 2,000 officers, you're right, Rob, and that sounds like a huge amount, but then you realise that, like, London's huge, and a lot of it is, like, police officers whose job is just to stand around the airport with their guns, that kind of thing, you know. Oh, I thought they were combating the Sharia no-go zones. Well, no, they're not, because they're no-go zones, Rob, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Even the bullets turn back, but no, like so, <laughs> like the, the problem is this is one basically one special squad that gets sent in for like the the serious business, and I can't remember who it was who who did the report on it, but it was a report a report a while ago about their culture, where basically yeah they I have that report the, I, have, I have
4: some, oh, some right. it was it was the barrister the, the cultural review. <laughs> It uh, was the Baroness Casey review uh, about the Met specialist firearms command MO nineteen. Uh, I'll just give you a few highlights from it. Uh are attitudes? Uh, <laughs> it
1: used to be. F- Modus 11. operandi. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, with elitist attitudes and toxic cultures of bullying, racism, sexism, and ableism, normal rules do not seem to apply or be applied those, to 19 Those
1: are normal police rules. I'm sorry to have to tell, it, tell them this. Like. Wait, so
2: you're <laughs> telling me that the guys who have a WhatsApp chat called the fucking Punisher Death Squad are not a bunch of stand-up guys? Yeah.
4: There is a widely held view in the command and in the rest of the Met that firearms officers need to be allowed to bend or break the rules. There is a culture of impunity. In a survey of people who had left Mo nineteen between t- between two thousand nineteen and twenty twenty two, every every female respondent re- reported having been directly impacted by sexist and misogynistic behaviour. So you know, it's these little brave boys and it's these little brave boys Whoa. that obviously need our protection in the Met. Yeah, I know. Wow. Fucked up. I know, sh- sh- shocking, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, of course, uh, uh, our current government, I haven't seen the Labour response, but I'm assuming they just agree with this.
2: Uh, more the, the cops, government, more course, guns, and- cops should be able to murder with impunity. Thank you, Keir Starman. Right, we can continue with the, with the, the rest La- of the news. The Labour
1: response is like, you should have, a, you should have some like, super, super cops that are armed with the like, fucking flamethrowers or some shit.
4: <laughs> yeah uh, uh, yeah so uh, of course like um the thing that happened immediately after this was first the met leaking an appeal to the army uh for you know requesting <laughs> assistance now that they were so many <laughs> precious boys short
1: the great british solution <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but, but that turned out to be uh, not necessary because Suella Braverman, of course, and Rishi Sunak jumped on top of this saying that there will be a review of the rules of armed policing, which, of course, is just going to lead to more legal immunities for arms, armed cops, much like we already granted intelligence officers and, you know, island veterans or murderers. I was just going like to say, yeah, they them. want to
1: get them on that Northern Ireland shit.
4: Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, this is Swella Braverman writing on Twitter. We depend on brave firearm officers to protect us from the most dangerous and violent in society. In the interest of now? public safety, they... Mm-hmm, but and here comes the real Jack <laughs> <laughs> In the interest of public safety, they have to make split-second decisions under extraordinary pressure... They must not fear ending up in the dock for carrying out their duties. Officers risking their lives to keep us safe have my full backing, and I will do everything in my power to support them. That's why I've launched a review to ensure they have the confidence to do our job, so they protect us all, i.e., we're just going to get more legal immunity for more cops to, you know, not just kill people or rape people outside the borders of Britain, but also now inside the borders. You know, if you weren't already being infiltrated by an intelligence unit, that's probably you know sleeping with with you and having your children, which I think might now be legal as well, or is about to be legal, because you know that we we'll love to lo- do
0: imperialism lo- in the core.
4: Yeah, that's a weird thing. How? Co- why does that keep coming back, David? Mm, I, I don't, don't understand know. why that keeps happening. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's the good news from the front lines. Our brave boys will soon be protected from you know vexations, lawsuits of murdering people in their car for no good reason. It's 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 important that we as a society tolerate this kind of behaviour. Deep joy. Yeah.
0: Can only hope that MPs um, continue the time on a tradition of taking them on plane trips and then giving them COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Oops!
2: Did I
5: do that? <laughs>
4: the the great the great great metropolitan police british airways crossover event that we are all hoping for uh yes (laughs) anyway uh shall we turn now to tonight's uh, before
1: uh, before we move off the news i just want to like remind everyone it's today's the 40th anniversary of um fucking stanislav petrov saving the world like a fucking dickhead <laughs> I could have I died in in a nuclear fucking like Armageddon at the age of six and never had to like learn what fucking taxes were. So fuck <laughs> you, man. Number two on my hit list behind that fucking lizard that first crawled out of the ocean all those fucking centuries ago.
5: Just fucking
1: pricks a lot of them. Like mind your own business. <laughs>
3: I bet he didn't see that one one coming on his little fucking radar, did he?
0: (laughs) It was quite fucking inconsiderate of him. He should only have done that if the Soviet Union was going (laughs) to (laughs) win.
4: <laughs> so yeah for tonight's uh main topic i thought uh we should we should check it with uh people who who are much more put upon these days than they have been in the in the recent past and they're they're tough to reveal we
1: fucking go the
4: the, the, <laughs> the almost david uh landlords instead
3: uh, i knew <laughs> oh. it <laughs> fucking
2: bones. it was landlords <laughs>
3: Rob, are you doing this because I've spent the last few days preparing for my rental inspection tomorrow? Are you just trying to get no, my head I'm, to pop from blood pressure increase? I'm
4: I'm doing this, honestly, because we were supposed to do the book with Sinan tonight, but then I forgot to actually invite them to
1: do the fucking pod. So like a moron, <laughs> now we have to do this. <laughs> Great. Regular Praxis cast organization should just tell Sinan to just watch the uh, watch the Twitter account and we'll announce when we're going <laughs> to record the podcast <laughs> five minutes before we do. Yeah, and
2: then we uh, spend t- 45 minutes trying to get everyone into the same fucking voice channel. Yeah. To be filled. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is from uh, The Times. It's called um, Britain's Broken Rental Market is No fun for Landlords.
1: <laughs>
5: Oh, Hang on. On. let me just it, get my
1: tiniest violin out.
5: It's written by. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: it's written by a, a, a long-term journalist and also landlord Jane Mulcairins. Um Pick me be- pick me begging letters, tax rises and red tape. Letting out a flat shouldn't be this stressful, says Jane Mulcairns. All right. The multiple offers... Also, I think yeah, it should uh, be more stressful.
1: I can't wait to hear about the begging <laughs> yeah.
4: letters, though. Mm. Mm. Sure, well, you, you're in luck, James. Jamie, Jesus Christ, I need to start doing that. Um, the it's the okay. offers- At least it's the other way around this time. <laughs> The multiple offers over the advertised rental price from potential tenants were a pleasant surprise. But I hadn't reckoned on how much the pleading, pick-me-personal statements, how much they all admired my flat's aesthetic, were tugging at my heartstrings, as well as stroked my ego. What quiet, careful, non-smoking, quasi-monastic tenants they would all make. Uh My hobbies include... My hobbies being include being an ac- hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is this is a quote from one of the letters. Hobbies include being an actual house lover and a plant mum, curling up on the sofa with a book. Wrote one before going on to enthuse about the gorgeous, read completely standard gas stove. So you know, just like normal. Like this is normal that you have to write like fucking Oliver yeah. Twist style begging letters to, to your fucking prospective landlord.
3: Oh, it's called cool. they they about about how
1: weird you are. <laughs> yes.
4: Um, they all gushed about the garden, the book built-in bookshelves, and the exposed brick, which, to be fair, were three of the features that sold to me sold it to me 14 years earlier. Another pair of prospective tenants, living with one half's parents, wrote, wanting to take the next step as a couple and move into somewhere we can call home for a long while with our house plants exclamation mark. Again. There are people who have been together, apparently, for years, living with their parents, and you're just, like, grossing them up in the fucking paper for a laugh.
0: Maybe they would have told you something about their nice cat if they were allowed to fucking
4: have one. Yeah. Um, Three days later, on a a sunny Saturday morning, 25 applicants arrived over the course of an hour to hustle for a small one-bedroom flat on a busy main road, the site of a recent stabbing. That's Oh, not recent enough,
1: like. (laughs) 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 By Monday morning...
5: (laughs)
4: <laughs> By Monday morning, the agent had collected had collected the four offers they considered the best, all of whom were offering more than the advertised rent brackets, an already ludicrous sixteen hundred pounds per month,
1: and sent them to me Jesus. for consideration. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But if you're the fucking landlord setting that rent, you're not allowed to fucking call it ludicrous unless I'm allowed <laughs> to help you with a fucking van. <laughs> like there have to there have to be limits somewhere, you know what i mean? You yeah, once have to mean but, things.
4: But this apparently, this bounty of luxury oh, of like supplicants who, like crawling on broken glass for your shitty fucking apartment is is no longer the joy cuz
1: you know, okay, the article yeah, turns yeah, all, a bit later. All on. all of that all of that but also if the landlord themselves describe the rent as ludicrous then yeah, frankly I know do you know what I mean? If I, if I needed to live in that house, I'd be, I'd be seriously testing the limits of the criminal justice system at that point.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of landlords describing themselves, Jamie, um, I feel like Simon Cowell on a talent show panel. All the prospective talents were solid, financially solvent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all had, written, all had written strong personal statements. I had no idea how to choose between them. It was a far cry from the spring of 2017 when, unable to find a single private tenant for the property, I'd let it to a council tenant.
5: I had no objection.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. I had no objection to doing so. Rent is rent and everyone needs a home. I mention it merely to illustrate that six years ago, (laughs) it was a struggle to to fill the same flat that this suburb was the subject of a bidding war. Yeah. Do you think this is... (laughs)
5: Is, it's incredible
2: so how people. Could, you might think I'm a massive piece of could, shit, but actually I'm very nice because I considered renting out to someone who was on uh, who was part of the uh, council.
4: Yeah, Who just yeah.
2: council tenant. Yeah.
4: Uh, blah blah blah. So like she, she uh she bought it for cheap. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna uh, skip some stuff. move to New York. Why skip some stuff? Blah. My blood
1: pressure's low enough. You know what I mean? Like, give me that, little, give me
4: that little edge up. I moved to New York to freelance for a year or two, brackets two years max, I promised my parents, tee hee little personal colour, and rented the flat out. When many things inevitably went wrong in my absence, I sent my cousin, who handily has a property services companies around to sort it out. Oh, well, that's nice keeping it in the family. Almost 11 years later, I finally came back. And while I'd been running around the US, my little flat had doubled in value. I had no intention of becoming a landlord again, though. my plan was to sell up and buy a place in Brighton, where many of my friends had moved. But a decade of tenants had taken their toll, so first I needed to spend a year sinking significant time and money into it: tearing up carpets, reflooring, damp proofing, and rendering, plus fixing up the roof
3: repeatedly. Wait, my question wait, a is: of te- sorry, right? Sorry, no. Yes, hang on, I'm fucking yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, a fucking you, 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 a decade of tenants had taken their toll. What they mean is, so for ten years I didn't do any maintenance of my property yes. whatsoever and so woe is me I had to actually put in the maintenance I should have been doing the past 10 years yeah but they're like, in America cut them some I, slack
1: oh, yeah they're supposed to do because, like fire a missile across like
3: fucking from one continent to the other with a hammer on oh, the end of it maybe maybe get their brother who runs a prof, fucking property management company to come out and manage the fucking property he's in you know, jail like the annoying cousin
0: needs to come in yeah
3: <laughs> the, the annoying thing about this is like there is, you know, legally the landlord is responsible for the actual maintenance of not the not the interior, but like the actual shell of the building. So things like like damp proofing that they're specifically mentioning, that's their responsibility anyway. That's not the tenant. That's got nothing to do with the tenant. Like you could maybe say the tenant's are responsible for the carpet, but frankly, a carpet lasting ten years is pretty fucking good going. Oh, sorry. Right.
1: Have you considered that the landlord is an uru small bean?
5: i also really like the implication that apparently
4: like they she she let this place out for 10 years to different tenants without in between and for them reflooring damp proofing and rendering so just like it was an increasing shithole that got worse over time and she was fine with it just snagging the rent and not you know doing any of the capital Mm -hmm. investment you need when again you have an investment that can go down as well as up in value
1: yeah but then when she actually actually wants to sell it and has to, like, meet people and, like, you know, they'll see her face, then she's got to smarten it up because they, they might think they might think poorly of her if the house is, like, fucking a shit tip. She's came back after 11
0: years and it has only merely doubled in value while everyone else has fucking quadrupled.
4: Yeah. Yeah. With all the it's work finished life. and the flat, and the flat finally looking ship shape, I put it on the market in August 2022, excited for my imminent new life on the coast. Well, we all know what happened next. A month later, Liz Truss's disastrous mini-budget sent oh. interest rates spiraling <laughs> and mortgage approvals
1: plummeting. I hope we both die.
5: Is it's this right, Reeves? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, which, you know, in the in this tale of sad woe, by the way, in, in this concurrence, that makes this fucking piece of shit landlord one of Keir Starmer's hero voters that they really want for the next election.
3: Yes.
4: Oh, absolutely. Where was this article? Was this the Times? Yeah.
2: Nice no, comment. Excellent. Mine...
4: <laughs> mine is the perfect flat for a young first-time buyer, but... Young first-time buyers don't stand a chance with 6.5% interest rates and strict stress tests from lenders. Financial instability may- means even investors and cash buyers are now exercising caution. Yes, the mm-hmm. free ride is over. By spring, by spring of this year, the flat was still on the market. Viewings, viewings had slowed to a meager trickle, i.e. you have a shit place that nobody wants to buy, especially now that it's now it is expensive. So... I'd come up with a new plan. I'd remortgage the flat, release the equity to allow me to buy a two-bed place I'd fall in love with in Brighton, and I would begrudgingly rent the London flat out again.
2: Oh, beside myself having to get free money.
4: You remember (laughs) that shit? We, we, We talked about it, I don't know how many episodes ago now, about, like, people, like... Uh, 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 displacing like London rents into the local communities by like buying a property in London to rent it out and then like using that cash overflow to like overpay in Brighton or wherever that's this shit that's this fucking piece of shit landlord. Hooray. Taking on two mortgages in a time of terrifying interest rates exclamation mark what could possibly go wrong? Well, fucking nothing because you overcharge them. They overpay, apparently. In London, 43% fewer homes are available to rent compared with 2019. And those that are available grow ever more expensive. And that's why I'm comfortable charging over the odds. Um, The London estate agent Martin Gerrard, another one fucking person, you know, directed to the gallows, claimed that in November of last year, it had 45 would-be renters per advertised properties on its books. Interest, meanwhile, but this is, you know, this is where we really start kicking into the sad violin bit, tiny violin bit. Um, Interest rate rises mean that landlords have been forced, have been forced to increase rents to cover their mortgages. This, coupled with tax rises, has led pressure groups to claim a wave of investors will soon sell up, potentially worsening the shortage of properties. Because when they sell up, the house disappears.
2: Yep. Yep. That's how that works. It's just it's just landlord gospel at this point, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I am well, a well, beneficent
2: yeah. housing provider. I have willed this property into existence. And should you stop believing me in me like a, some kind of like d d deity, I will disappear and take all of my property portfolio with me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> housing is a concentration spell.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Since April 2020, landlords can no longer deduct their mortgage expenses from their rental income to reduce their tax bill. Well, good. Ooh, Fuck you. Who? Yes. Under Excellent. the old system, under the old system, higher rate taxpayers effectively effectively received forty percent tax relief for mortgage payments. But under the new system, they receive a tax credit based on twenty percent of their mortgage interest payments. Well, boo hoo hoo. In short, the tax bill on rental income for higher rate taxpayers has doubled, drastically reducing overall earnings from rent. Well, you know, I hate to say it again, but your house is an investment property and the value may go down as well as up. Fuck you. That's certainly the case for me. Yes, I can charge a frankly obscene amount of money for rent, but I won't be turning any sort of profit because I'm getting covered by tax too. (laughs) (laughs) A friend revealed last week that she's selling her South London rental flat in a quote-unquote fire sale as her mortgage audit has tripled with the tax increase. She can no longer even cover her costs. So what you're saying there, that is good. The value of the yep. property is going down. She can't sell it for a profit, which hopefully means that you know there's some semblance of small normality coming back to the fucking London property. I mean, there isn't, but you know, it's it's better than it going up again in money. Oh yeah, yeah. and this is nothing this will is where save we get the, to the London property
0: on- market other than a full collapse. We won't get that. So even yeah. just like minor little nudges down the way that makes landlords sad, that's all we can hope for, really. And I'm yeah. happy with that.
4: Well, if you want to make landlords really sad, um, in addition, as I discovered via a mind-boggling recent bill, the upfront costs of installing a tenant are now exorbitant. Renting a property out demands the following um, colon. This is this is bad things, by the way. Just so we're, we're clear, mm-hmm. an electrical installation condition report. I paid 180 oh, on, plus on, 20% VAT, of course. Hang on.
0: Can you can you start the list again, please?
4: A, an electrical in- <laughs> <laughs> an in- electrical installation condition report. And what do you need to know? The, electric- the electricians carrying out the report found some remedial work that needed to be done to make it comply. Is he talking about the music? <laughs> Another £165 plus VAT, a gas safety check, an inventory a landlord tenancy agreement and administration fee, a deposit fee. Yes, that's just £60 to keep hold of my tenant's deposit and the mandatory professional cleaning, £210 plus VAT. Safety first, of course, but blimey, bureaucracy is expensive.
5: I love, so the list, if, you're, I
4: just lo- I if just you were distracted to like, by indign- the music... Indign-
2: the indignant inclusion of the VAT. It's just like, yes, I understand yeah. how, how goods and services work. Why do you need to stick the fucking VAT on there?
1: Yeah. If you want, if you want to avoid like any of those, any or all of those charges, kill you yourself. <laughs>
4: <laughs> also, like if you were, if you were just curled up at a ball because you could handle the, you know, the, the unbearable sadness of being a landlord, um, Let's just go through that checklist. So you have people. You before now you get a new tenant in. You need to do. You have so an, need to have an electrician come by and check that you know they're not playing a game of shock wire that the, the electrical insulation is actually fine and that then some work needed to be done. A gas safety check, i.e., I can't kill my tenants with carbon monoxide poisoning anymore. An inventory, i.e., I can't, can no longer claim that the tenants are stealing the sofa where they really haven't. You know, and then some small pennies for like admin. And they have to pay for the mandatory professional cleaning, which as far as I know, everybody always is used to like try to dump off on the tenant to have that done, but that's no oh, longer you to do.
2: Yeah, that I mean that they always do that and then it's like, oh well, you got you, you say you got a professional cleaners in and yeah, I found dust on the windowsill. Hmm, curious. That'll be a hundred pounds yeah. to clean, please. It's like you've com-
4: You've been get away with this shit for like at least eleven years with a series of tenants while you didn't do any, you know, major works on the house. So you didn't do jack shit, and now you know you're 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 really sad that like you can't gouge them for the fucking professional cleaning bullshit anymore. Like just
3: fuck yeah. this shit, fuck this woman. I mean, that's yeah. just gonna so, happen
0: after years of charging bee money for dust.
3: <laughs> <laughs> also, like you know, she was saying that she gets to charge ludicrous money. So what she's basically said up front is, yeah. Uh, I get to charge ludicrous amounts, and then some of that ludicrous money has to be spent on basic safety and shit. And it's just so unfair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this also is why like, did I you done... get addicted
0: to free money?
3: <laughs> this is like listening
1: to fucking H. H. Holmes complain about the expense of installing all those secret rooms <laughs> in the murder castle. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: Oh, also f- i have it on the actual it, but just like looking at the sums excluding vat for the moment that's less than a thousand pounds and you're charging these people oh, yeah, 1700 a month like fuck you <laughs> just absolutely fuck you now that i'm back in the uk i don't need an agency to manage the property or even collect the rent but to simply find a tenant
1: have we finally reached the hubris part of the article <laughs>
4: But to simply find me a tenant and I agree to pay 7% of the yearly rental fee for that plus a renewal fee of 5%. Why are you, can you, do people simply not just like take an ad out in the paper anymore and then just like that, have that be it? Why do you need a fucking, a tenant finding agency? If there's 40 people at every viewing, why do you need a fucking agency to sit in between?
1: Because they don't want to have to meet the plebs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, it's, well, it's agency... so fucking funny though, because, like, you know, they get a property manager, and it's like, okay, so I, I literally don't want to have to do any of the, like, you know, scare quotes, work involved with like renting a place out, and I'm going to complain about the, pri- for the privilege. <laughs> Woe is me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's not even. It's not even right. Do you know the the real reason they use them? Right, is because it lets them do better and more efficient extraction, because. If it's the landlord, then they're confronted with human misery, like they said in the beginning with those letters, right? So, ah oh, I can't do that. Whereas if it's someone yeah, who's like get, a letting agent... you get agent, a soulless
2: husk of a human being, a.k.a. a real estate agent, like only, yeah, yeah. only below one other person on like the fucking rungs of the most terrible people we ever meet, bailiffs...
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and they get to go, well, you know, I feel really bad about this, but it's not my property. I'm not in charge. I'm just making a living here. So uh, yeah, no, sorry, you're going to be grounded to paste and I wish I could do something, but it's not my call. And that's what they pay them for. And, uh, you know, they also pay them to basically make a lot of decisions, which, how do I phrase this without getting us in trouble? Um, if a landlord, would get us in trouble. Okay. If a, if a <laughs> landlord, for example, wants to exclude a certain class of tenant or classes of tenant, um, they're getting hot water pretty quickly. Whereas if they have a, shall we say, an unwritten agreement, a spoken word only agreement with the letting agencies that they're looking for a particular kind of tenant, then it's much harder for the landlord to be done in court. For essentially, you know, excluding, say, uh, people who are black um, from their tenancies, if it's been yeah, handled by a like letting Met
4: firm. Yeah, like firearms officers, you, can, you, you can't exclude <laughs> those guys from housing. I mean, you so should, they, you they know, still live in the
3: fucking bin. But that's, like, that's part of why they do it, because the letting agent provides essentially a kind of plausible deniability.
4: Right, so here's the uh, the this is the bit where the tiny violins get out because now you know the poor landlord is getting screwed by the uh, by the agency she had to f- hire to find the tenant again, she, which she, she should need to. When the agency asked if I'd be happy to give the tenant a two-year lease with a twelve-month break clause rather than just one year, I said yes, of course. The longer, the better. As a result of that, the mind-boggling bill, some £4,600 in fees, also included, without warning, 7% of 24 months worth of rent, up front. So, you know, yeah, like, you you hired an estate agent, what did you think they were going to do to you? Like, they're scum, and they, you know, the leeches fit on your forehead as well as on mine. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking was going to happen. In spite of doing nothing to secure that second year of rent beyond issuing a longer initial lease, the agency is tenting to charge me for two years worth of fees. I am therefore pushing back. Wish me luck.
3: No.
1: <laughs> what I'm actually going to do is wish that Wiley Coyote drops a fucking anvil on you, you prick. <laughs> <laughs>
4: To be fair, like, if the if the Latin agent and the landlord fight each other to death in the octagon, I'm very happy with that, too. Like, I wish the both of you perish in the same fight. In the long term, I realize that holding on to my little London flat may prove a sound financial move, but there are many moments where it feels like more of a billstone, and the irony of me being unable to sell it but are able to rent it out 25 times over is not lost on me. Well, thank you for being part of the fucking problem there. Oh. Yeah. But here's a here's a here's here's the feel-good final paragraph. And by feel-good, I mean, let's go out and throttle some people. Um, as for my new tenant, after much deliberation, I accepted the offer, brackets, 17.10 a month, i.e. 110 pounds, pounds over the fucking odds. 110 um, pounds. <laughs> from a young woman who detailed the reason for leaving for moving there who had detailed the reason for moving out of a previous accommodation as infidelity all else being equal and ever keen to give a sister a break i felt his who would be i felt a fiance who'd been cheated on and her new and kitten thought, ah, were the most a victim and her new kitten were the most deserving of a fresh start at my flat. Jane Mulcairins is an associate editor of the Times Magazine.
5: (laughs) I mean, someone who really
4: needs the fucking money.
0: Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I'd like to echo the sentence about Stanislav Petrov. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just think if it wasn't for that fucking commie, we wouldn't have landlords today. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ.
4: Yeah, I mean, I won't read any of them, but it's the times and the reply section is all landlords saying, woe is me.
2: I hope you made a note of all their names. Yeah. Yeah they lists uh, so yeah
4: a, a surprising number of them actually use their full li- name and uh, like first and last names
2: first and last name oh. first line of postal address postcode mother's maiden name well speaking of lists um,
0: i have a list of <laughs> pieces of shit that i have extracted from internet websites
1: so yeah i needed i needed a week off from arranging comment or commentary for very important reasons yeah <laughs> Are you nearly done with
3: Baldur's Gate, Jamie? I
1: I don't know. If it stops fucking, like, breaking, if all the quests (laughs) just stop dissolving in front of me, you know what I mean? I might get somewhere. Roll battle. Every every day I, I, (laughs) like, do something that apparently the designers didn't, like, anticipate.
0: I I can understand how they feel. Um, Okay, so... Climate change fanatics insist, despite plenty of evidence to fanatics. the contrary...
5: The, the most oh. toxic fandom. <sighs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Climapedia.net>. Um <clears throat> That imposing <laughs> that net zero... That is a zero, very
2: dodgy name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the imposing net zero will bring untold economic advantages, milk and honey all round.
1: Try like telling not, that. Not dying when the fucking planet explodes, yeah. Try yeah. telling
0: that to the 3,000 skilled workers who are being thrown onto the scrap heap because of the greening of the Port Talbot steelworks. Collateral
1: damage, well, can all come no doubt, to my
4: house and I'll up. tell them that they were going to get tossed on the scrap heap anyway, that it had nothing to do with the <laughs> fucking climate change. It's, it's English steel. I don't know what to say. It's been dying for years. Like I feel bad for you guys, but like it's not climate change that's killing your job. It's you know, many other yeah. structural things.
1: Here's the question, though. Since we've now reversed and we're not doing net zero, <clears throat> are they getting their jobs back?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Good point. Collateral <laughs> damage, no doubt. A price worth
1: paying to save the polar bears. Once yeah, again... It's the famously, because famously, <laughs> <I mean, laughs> famously, climate change only affects the fucking polar bears.
0: Once again, I find myself falling back on the wisdom of G.K. Chesterton. Who observed that Why when people stop believing in, in
4: any walk of life, unless it's like let me finish, register of please. sex
0: offenders. Who observed that when people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing, they start believing in anything. Wokery, EU membership, and net zero have replaced Christianity <laughs> as our new state <laughs> religions. Anyone who dissents is considered a heretic to be burned at the stake. Comment
3: or commentary. I'm Are they I'm spelled with Jamie. Sh-
2: S-T-E-A-K? <laughs>
3: I'm
5: with Jamie. I'm
3: with Jamie. Commentary at Richard Littlejohn. This is very yeah. his brand. This 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 sounds like conservative woman to me. Have you gone off to the dark side, David?
0: <laughs> I have not. No, this was Richard Littlejohn in the mail.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all of our values have been turned upside down by woke. Oh, the, <laughs> this Richard Littlejohn. <laughs> <laughs> in order to force equality it has meant celebrating backwards values failures and paranoia while castigating endeavor achievement reason ambition bravery and positivity hence the sight of george floyd with angel wings etc that's what woke is really
5: whoa, whoa. B- okay
0: that's what woke is really, the pretense that people with poorer outcomes are only poorer because of the oppressive or malevolent will of people who have achieved more or do more. The yeah, is
2: woke woke thinking that George Floyd didn't deserve it. What a fucking scorcher.
0: The police, the army, business people, wealth creators, etc, etc, are all in the firing line. Soon... Yeah. It will be Good. homeowners as a more focused target within the white middle classes. Comment yeah. or commentary. Is this, this commentariat. that same insane
4: woman from the Times that we did I just wrote? Commentary. Is this the same woman? It's
0: commentary. Yeah,
2: commentariat, it's gotta be.
4: Comment
0: telegraph.
3: Oh man. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fair. There
0: is no Clear green water between the parties, making life trickier for Surkill oh. Starmer. Oh. But I hope Sunak realizes just how vicious the backlash will be. The Blob, the cultural aristocracy, and myriad pseudo <laughs> myriad pseudo Tories will unleash every dirty trick in the book. Someone needs to, to take a the fucking thesaurus away down. from this cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasters will continue to be hysterically negative as will the clerisy. He will be accused of hating the quote youth. The church, the left-wing think tanks, big business and charities will continue to condemn him. There will be leaks, resignations and attempts at ousting him. It will be nasty and frenzied but he must hold firm. Yet by any rational standard, Sunak is merely being pragmatic and realistic. Banning pure petrol cars in six and a bit years time is a dangerously utopian policy that would guarantee chaos, mass impoverishment, power cuts, and a popular revolution. The same holds true for the other policies Sunak is delaying, including the ban on new oil and gas boilers. Comment or commentariat?
1: Commentariat? Fuck, whoever this is.
2: (laughs) Commentariat. Uh I'm gonna go comment so that maybe Rob's com- Rob's statement there can come- stay in.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alistair Heath Telegraph.
2: Oh man. Huh.
0: Well. Yeah. Um right, I have one more. Uh this one is a little bit longer. Um, because some people just don't know when to stop writing. Commentary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say that. Have you been to certain comment sections? <laughs> he has Um, after after a whole fucking story about how uh, this person's brother went to pay for some wine didn't pay for all of it by accident because they weren't charged said something after checking the receipt and then had to go back and pay for it and then that inconvenienced the people who worked there and it was obvious and they weren't thankful enough for someone coming back to pay full price for the wine um, okay. Neither worker at that Walmart evidenced any moral engagement with this interchange whatsoever. The moral quote, right engagement, thing to, the quote <laughs> right thing to do, didn't enter the equation. In kind, the rash of shoplifting, ravaging retail in both the U.S. and U.K. is conspicuously, italics, shameless. True, we've always been saddled with a ruthless subpopulation. Whose rapacity can only be constrained by the threat of punishment, so when the police don't enforce the law, these folks will run riot. Yet, intensified by BLM looting and COVID lockdowns, which not only untoilet trade toddlers but instigated a weird social regression in adults, something is slipping on a grander scale. The moral slippage can't all be due to the retreat of religiosity. Parents can instill a shared cultural ethic in their children. Without a formal catechism. Comment or commentary. Uh
3: Comment the Catholic
1: Herald. <laughs> I'm going to say Commentary commentary the Catholic I'm gonna s- Herald. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm going to say Jordan Peterson.
0: <laughs> that was commentary. It was Lionel Shriver.
1: Lionel Shriver. Shut the I fuck up. I knew it was up. a fucking
0: spectator, like, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It had, had big, big specky energy, yeah. So yeah, that's your comment or commentary. That's all I could say. Clive Sinclair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, Yeah, that'll do that and that'll do the episode as well. So thank you very much for listening.
3: Before before you do, David, there's just one thing. This week we received word that fellow podcaster Matt Chrisman from Chapel Trap House has taken quite seriously ill and has been hospitalized Um, and this happening not only on the one year anniversary of his marriage but on the anticipated birth of his first child Um, we just wanted to pass along our you know sincere um, you know commiserations and hope for a speedy recovery Uh, get well soon Matt
5: yep yeah
0: Uh, yeah patreon.com forward slash Praxiscast. Uh, that's, that's where you get the bonus episodes that's where you give us the money and that's where you also get the Discord access come join us in the Discord um, yeah get you get to decide what flavour of vape I'm subjecting myself to for the next week <laughs> and other such fun activities
4: <laughs> yeah don't encourage also it the, whatever you do also the Twitch streams
0: twitch.tv fall slash praxis cast um, that is uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays sometimes usually uh, just check the twitter or the blue sky preferably because fuck twitter and merch is available at praxiscast.tml.com as well if you so desire it
4: yeah you should desire it why aren't you desiring mm. it go desire it right Tough now it t- yeah yeah
1: all right you. bye See ya. bye Do bye bye